Hello, everybody. Brian here for quantlabs.net. Uh, it is April 29, uh, 3.09 Eastern Standard Time. Just want to go through a very excellent usual article from NewTraderU.com. Uh, now, uh, this is from a person by the name of Steve Burns. I've actually um, just joined their Twitter account. It's quite good. Uh, you might want to do the same to follow some of his uh, easygoing, happy uh, advice. All right, so this article is about nine financial goals to achieve before 40. Um, number one, optimize quality of life. I think we're going through a major shift right now. Um, let me just read out this section. To me, the most important thing is ensuring you're living a life you genuinely enjoy. This means making decisions that prioritize your well-being and happiness. For instance, if you love spending time with your family, allocate enough time. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. It could be simple as having monthly family outings or family annual vacations to explore new places. Remember, you've had your money. You work for, hard for your money, so spending it on things that truly matter are essential. By 40, you should be able to enjoy fruits of the life. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Makes sense. Um, yeah. It just depends on your situation. Okay. Because uh, that can mean anything. Um, one thing I'm looking at is just as an example, if you own a home and you're spending, let's say, mortgage and another 2000 for the upkeep on the home, including your property tax on a monthly basis, um, wouldn't it be better buy a home, pay it off ASAP or even a small conservative home that you can afford? And then you may go, well, do I really want this? Um, because now I'm going to pay all this two, $3,000 for the rest of my life. Or would you be better off to, I don't know, buy a small apartment, lower your um, maintenance costs or your condo fee, if that's what you're doing. Um, you don't have control over the condo fee hikes. And if you're going to spend like 2000 a month, you could probably be in a, small, uh, a lower price country. Um, for example, Thailand. Uh, you know, people get by in, in Thailand pretty well with a nice quality of life. Uh, but yet they're not paying those crazy bills because they're just paying their very cheap rent and uh, living off that. And at the same time, building out that high quality of life that this guy talks about. So there's different ways of looking at it. Uh, just to give you another perspective that instead of paying these bills associated with a home, being anchored to a home, there are going to be people out there that will look at traveling, experiencing things and doing it in affordable countries. Safe countries, of course. Um, but just giving you some examples. A lot, a lot of videos I'm watching are out of Asia. Philippines come to mind. Thailand, even Vietnam somewhat. Um, and so on. So keep that in mind. Number two, uh, achieve zero debt except your mortgage. Yeah, you watch all these, I don't want to say boneheads, but just marketing, uh, I don't know, my, marketing hype, hype vultures, I guess. Cardone. Kiyosaki, they talk, oh, that's good. No, it's not. Especially if you're going to a real, into a real estate situation. Now, it depends on your goals. But your money will be tied up into something like real estate. If you want that, just get REITs. But let me explain this one. That can be incredibly burdensome and hinder your growth of wealth. Before you turn 40, strive to eliminate all forms of debt except for your mortgage. Mortgage, obviously, is a good debt, such as credit card, student loan, car loan. This may require extra payments. Uh, consolidate the debt and temporarily cut back on expenses. 
Become debt-free will get you greater flexibility, reduce stress, and the ability to allocate more resources towards savings and investing. Your income should be high enough to get out of all debt by 40. Okay, so you heard me right. If you're, let's say, over 65 and you're still paying debt, uh, especially to a mortgage, you're not doing it right. You should be in your golden years and kind of like living off your proceeds. But we all know where that's going in the fiat world. Um, you're better off to set up, in my case, I'm looking at royalty streams. I'm looking at anything that will give me a royalty, not a dividend, a royalty. Okay, it's a difference. Um, that could be something in your business you license out or whatever it is. Okay, um, that might be a little too, uh, little too uh, abstract, I know. But follow in the footsteps of the wealthy. That's what they look for. They look for cash flow generating. Businesses, no more investment, zero time investment into it. Um, that's how the wealthy do it. Um, there's many ways they go about it. I'm not going to get into it here, but um, there is that. Now it says achieve a credit score of 800 plus. Uh, okay, I'm going to respond to this after. Now, again, this is US. 800 plus is a pristine credit rating. High credit score uh, reflects your financial responsibility and trustworthiness. Um, your you can gradually improve your credit score and pay bills on time, keep credit balances low, and avoid unnecessary inquiries. Score 800 or more, considered excellent achieving milestone, is like an A-plus on your financial report. The point is not to get more in a debt. Thank God he said that. The point is not to get more in a debt, but is reflected in the score when you have high income and have paid off most of your debt. This shows you have won at personal finance. It makes it easier to finance a house if you are a homeowner later in life. Okay, and when you heard me say uh, it's not about debt, um, the only real good debt is either uh, a uh, mortgage or a uh, some kind of loan towards a business that's actually profitable. For instance, if you're going to open a pizza store and you're gonna sink in, I don't know, half a million, a million dollars into it as a loan, is that going to be profitable or not? You know what I mean? And that's also got to factor in things like what we just went through with the global sickness and the lockdown. Also, we got to factor in things like um, uh, recession. So if you have to get a loan for that, that's high risk. But sometimes you can take out loans that will work for you. So if you're going to buy something like a commercial real estate um, and you know it's going to be long-term profitable, uh, theoretically it should be, uh, that money is working for you. So why would you lay out the cash up front for it uh, when you can have that cash put to work in other things as an investment to get higher investment return and take a loan? And uh, that's cheap free money. Well, it was, but all that thinking may be no longer valid. But it's just an example when the good times are around, <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, four. Three months emergency fund. Yeah, we've heard this. Um, life is unpredictable, unexpected, safeguard against situation, da da da. Um, yeah, okay, we know about that, but let's be real. People lose jobs, people are now potentially losing careers with this chat GPT. I've already proven that with the coding aspect of um of uh chat GPT this week. And um when you get into situations like that, it's gonna be less opportunities for you. Um in your career, depending upon what you're doing. I really don't think 
uh, ChatGPT is going to be replacing all the road workers or all the people that build homes. I mean, those are the sort of things I don't think tech will replace. But it's replacing, if you're sitting at a desk doing analysis, being a lawyer, uh, pushing paper, yeah, ChatGPT can probably do it better and um, do it more efficiently and won't call in sick all the time and demand pay like with our Canadian government uh, workers on strike. So, um, and the thing is, with ChatGPT, you could generate a piece of code that could do a certain function, automate it, and do it. And um, I think all you have to do is know what to ask ChatGPT or whatever AI a code generating tool. But it's, it's really impressive. I'm really sold on that concept. Anyways, number uh, five, have five times your annual income in a investment portfolio. Okay, this one I don't know. Investing is a powerful tool for growing wealth and ensuring a comfortable future. By age 40, aim to have a diversified investment portfolio worth at least four, five times your annual income. I think that might not be too hard if you got a good job and by the time you hit 40, the likelihood of you maintaining that level of income gets harder um, because, well, let's face it, corporations are all about ageism. Unless you go into management, more senior roles like management or project management, hard to maintain that level of income when you get in your 40s. And then in order to do it, you're probably at the same time going to take on more risk to maintain that level of income. So this is a big assumption that you'll always continue to increase your income year by year in your career. Um, can it be done? I don't know. Um, but uh, that's just my view as we move into, we'll call it just challenging uncertain times. Um, so here's what he's saying. Uh, with, this can include stock, bond, mutual fund, ETF, and other assets. Regularly contribute to your investment and use compound interest to see your growth well over time. Yeah, wealth over time. Yeah, that's true, especially when the bank interest rates are going up now. Um, you know, I think, what, 4 or 5%? From 40 on, you should have a large portfolio that you can benefit from compounding over the last decades of your career. Most people, most likely, are going to have their investment 100%, most of it, a good chunk of it, in a home, okay? Like they're going to have a mortgage pay off their home. But if they're somehow interrupted with their income, uh, yeah, they'll be relying a lot more on their home. Now, to be true, uh, it's really hard to sit here and say, oh, your real estate's going to go down in value. I, I, don't, I don't know if that's going to be the case. As long as there's people living, people that live somewhere. So there's going to be a demand for homes. Um, so that's a pretty safe bet. In terms of liquid assets, um, that's another story. Um, but if you're good at it, you can automate it, as I've said, and educate it on. Yeah, you can do okay. Number six, have an established career. Okay, this is this is another one that's important to, as I said earlier, your career is an essential part of your financial stability. True, very true. By turning 40, you should have a well-established profession with a clear path for growth and development. Is that the case still for most people? Uh, especially with this med global medicine, you refuse to take it. Yeah, you just disrupted your career. Uh, this may include gaining new skills, pursuing higher education, or networking with industry professional years before you turn 40. Okay, solid career foundation will provide you with a sense of purpose and ensure a consistent source of income. For most people, 
their 40s are their peak earning years as they have experience and skills to demand a higher income. Now, <laughs> in my case, if I was still in the career, career path, you have a few things going against you. You have corporations that don't want to pay you, don't want to give you even a raise to keep you up to the inflationary rate. Um, there's one. As more people come into uh, where you live, U.S., Canada, Britain, there's more Im immigration. So what happens there is companies love that. Why? Because when there's a new job that comes out, now instead of getting just five applications, they may get 50 or 5,000 applications. And what does that do? That keeps salaries suppressed. Okay. I'll give you an example. So if you're in 1990s and the average wage was $50,000, maybe $40,000, but you take the same rate of inflation and you look at my case, a home in Toronto, Canada might have cost you maybe let's say $200,000, $300,000. I bought a condo in 2004 for $204,000. Now, 20 years later, that same condo may be worth $700,000. So you now just told yourself that's a 300% increase over 20 years. Did you hear me, what I just said? Uh, 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 a uh, Let's say a two to 300% increase in real estate. Now, the question is, has your income uh, it's been that sustainable where you have now your salary go up two to three times or two to three hundred percent over 20 years no and a lot of that is due to why countries love and just love immigration because for corporations it keeps those salaries suppressed um so the level of income and salaries do not keep up with things like homes education now for your kids to get school in a good college or university it's just not real and um people are, are are being left behind because of this and a lot of it um is because when you used to be able to go from job to job it was like if somebody knows you and like you you can get in but now that's in a new 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 company or new employer but now there's new rules in place that don't allow that word the company will have a policy and say, no, no, we got to put that out, that new job out into the market and, and have fair shot for, for applicants and, and whatnot. So those days are done. That's how I moved up from company to company. And I was able to basically triple my salary in a few set of years. Um, and uh, now that's not possible. Even if a new job comes to market, I think a new job may pay, let's say 100000 Let's say in my case, coding $100,000 job uh, in Toronto, maybe at most $120,000. Uh, in the States, is a lot more. But in Toronto, it's, it's very suppressed. Um, there may have been 50 applicants back in the 90s. Yeah, in the 90s for a job. Now, if a new job comes out at that rate, at 100000 that job will probably get anywhere from three to 500 applications, probably a lot more, maybe a third, a thousand, 2000 applications for one job in Canada during a recession. And look where we're going now. So my whole point is immigration is good, 
but from a job perspective, it can also suppress salaries depending upon where you're at. Um, and uh, it, but that's that's IT obviously. But in another industry, let's say lawyers or doctors, uh, it's it's the locals that want to protect their jobs, so they'll make it very difficult for immigrant immigrants to to get a job. So there's that happening as well, and that also keeps salaries suppressed. So. Um, uh, yeah, and, and very few people will be able to get into those jobs, especially if they're not brought up in the local native country. Okay, so that's what's going on too. So this established career is tough for a lot of people. I think he's assuming maybe uh, at most 25% will have a established career. Most people that move into a new country have a challenge because they're going to have to keep two, three jobs to sustain themselves. And if they especially have a family, okay? And that's the reality of a lot of people out there. So this this paragraph I just read you, have an established uh, career, takes a lot of assumptions uh, for those that are, that are local in a country, especially in a country where there's wealth and whatnot and have been educated in the country. Okay, so just remember that. Okay, there's develop a healthy lifestyle. I guess eat well, blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to get into that. And, and you want to obviously minimize your medical expenses. That, that makes sense. Have proper life insurance and a will. Protecting your loved ones, crucial aspects. I'm not going to get in that, okay? Um, number nine, have solid plans for financial independence from a job. Okay, this is important. Um, let's read this. Uh, financial independence is the ultimate goal for many people as it allows you to live life on your terms without relying on a job for income. Very, very true. Uh, you need a robust plan that includes passive income sources, such as, as I said, investments, rental income or rental property or side business to achieve this. Okay, so investments, yes. I've talked about the royalties. I've talked about that in various, various videos and stuff. I'm not doing that. Rental properties is another interesting one because rental properties are, yes, it works. But what scares me about rental properties or rental income is two things. If, let's say, you go through what we went through, where you have two properties and, and you're relying on a tenant to pay that mortgage, okay, and you don't have the income to cover it if they move, uh, you're screwed. So as an example, in a lockdown, there were laws brought in that tenants don't need to pay the rent that can last as long as a year. Okay, think about that. That's going to wipe you out, and it wiped out a lot of people. So, is that a good option? Maybe not. That's pretty high risk, if you ask me. On top of that, you have maybe laws against uh, in the favor of rental renters, landlord tenant act uh, in our in Ontario. It's pretty brutal. It's pro uh, pro uh, tenant, and uh, they can screw you, and you can do nothing about it. So that's a kind of high risk. So rental property is something I'm not sure I'd go with at this point. If you want to play that game, do the re real estate income trusts. I think it's <laughs> safer. Now, side business for sure. I get that. The thing here, when you're in your 40s, uh, you got to be concerned. And, and I'll give Cardone the credit for this one, is time for money. So if you're trading time for money, um, yeah, that can be a problem. But if you have money and you invest it and you're getting a royalty and some kind of return out of it, income, as well as 
return on the actual stock, let's say, of the investment itself, double whammy good. Uh, so that's what you got to be very cognizant of. Um, working towards financial independence after 40 allows you to work, have, explore new passions and opportunities without financial constraints. Uh, you you can't work at a job forever and must start planning through retirement stage of your life and what will it look like. Now, what I just read there, you cannot work a job forever, okay? That's another way of saying what I just said. If you hit 40, 45, unless you're in management and you're successful at it or a project, uh, project leader, team leader or a team lead of something or in sales where you're generating revenue for your employer, you're pretty safe. If you're just, an, a, a, let's say in my case, a fossil 45-year-old IT worker, um, chances are you, you're, you're going to get laid off. Why? Because if you're being paid $150,000 for a job and you've been at that job for a, a long time, um, but that job, those job skills are disposable, meaning that they can bring in somebody younger, a fresh graduate, let's say, uh, that can do the same job at half the price. Do you think your employer is going to be highly loyal to you? No. So unless you're in a revenue generating position in your 40s and beyond, um, yeah, your, your employer is, is not going to need you. Uh, chances are you may be challenged getting a new job because of ageism, and that's real. So again, this is another way of saying what I said earlier, that you do need to transition into the mindset of finding new passive in income sources that you can depend on uh, beyond 40, going into retirement, as it says. So that that's true and just kind of repeats what I just said. So again, here's the key takeaways in this article that this guy said, prioritize your quality of life by depending, spending on time, what truly matters, eliminate all debt, including mortgages, excluding mortgages, aim for a high credit score for financial opportunities, build a three-month uh, emergency fund, grow your investment portfolio. I think that's very, very true, especially now. Um, and it's going to get riskier to do that. Establish a solid career path with a clear path to growth with assumptions there. <laughs> Maintain a healthy lifestyle, secure proper life insurance coverage, and create a legally binding will. Now, in terms of life insurance, I should mention, if you're single and you don't have family and kids, something you don't need to really worry about. Develop a plan for financial independence to live your life on your terms. That's woo-woo, and that's what we all want. So in conclusion, setting and achieving these nine financial goals before hitting 40 can provide a strong foundation for a secure and fulfilling future. Uh, by focusing on a quality of life, limiting debt, building a robust investment portfolio, ensuring the well-being of your loved ones, you'll be well-prepared uh, for whatever life has in store. Remember the... Journey to financial success is a marathon, not a sprint. Be patient, stay committed, and celebrate your accomplishments along the way. So there you go. If you want to know more, uh, I'll give you the book one. Uh, for the trading secrets, uh, tech stuff, just go to quantlabs.net slash books. Quantlabs.net slash books. Thanks. Have a good day.